guys. Welcome to Online. My name is Allison. I am 15 years old and I am from Seattle, Washington. I started this podcast because of my passion for becoming a sports broadcaster. If you want to listen to today's most controversial topics in the sports world, you have come to the right place. Online will keep you informed about all the hot topics and news regarding all sports. Tune in every Sunday for a new episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's topic. Don't forget to share the podcast with all your friends and follow On The Line on Instagram at on underscore the underscore line underscore Addison. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you guys are all doing well and staying healthy. Um, I have been having a lot of technical difficulties and issues, so this is like my sixth time trying. Something's not working with my monitor, and as you guys know, I'm not very technologically savvy, so I'm having quite a few issues, so sorry if there's any weird pauses or anything that happens, um, yeah, just a forewarning, just in case. Um, today's episode is going to be an update episode, and I'm not sure yet if I'm going to make this kind of like a bonus episode, or I'm not sure yet. I might put it before the episode with the guest I won't spoil that just in case this comes out before, but I'm not really good. I'm not really sure when this is going to come out. So yeah, but I've been wanting to do this update episode for a while because there have been a lot of changes recently regarding some of the topics that I have um, recorded an episode on previously. So yeah, I just, if you haven't already, I would really recommend listening to my previous episodes and I'll list the three out. So the first one is my first episode ever. What is student athlete compensation? The other one is what sports teams need to change their names and logos. And the final one is how has the global pandemic impacted sports? So I recommend you guys go listen to those before listening to this one just so you can kind of get a background understanding of, you know, everything and, yeah, just know what these things were previously so you can compare that to the new changes that are occurring. So, yeah, I think that's all for my announcements. So, yeah, let's get started and hope nothing goes wrong. (laughs) So, the first thing I'm going to be talking about, just going in order from, um, my, yeah, I, that made no sense. I'm really losing my train of thought, and my voice is very sore from talking for a long time straight. So if it's a little bit raspier, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so the first one is student athlete compensation. Sorry for the cut. I just, I had to go, and yeah, sorry. I just, I feel like the universe is telling me that I should not be recording this episode today, but 
let's see if that's going to be my final interruption of this episode. So, like I was saying, I'm going to start off with student-athlete compensation. So, just to kind of summarize what it was like before these new changes as a college athlete, you were basically playing in front of millions of people, right? Making millions and millions of dollars for your college that you're playing for, and you receive nothing. No compensation. You don't receive a dime. These schools are making so much money, they don't know what to do with it. And athletes receive nothing. And being a student athlete is like a full-time job. And they have no time to go and get another job to provide for themselves. Yes, they get a stipend and a free education, which is awesome, but the stipend doesn't even, it only covers the basics and your true necessities. And a lot of athletes come from lower income families or their, you know, their parents or whoever is struggling and they want to make it to the pros so that they can help provide for their families and help them have a better living situation. So it's really hard for these athletes to not be able to be bringing in any sort of income. So that's why I always felt like college athletes deserve to get paid. Maybe not as much as NFL players or NBA players, but they're just making so much money for their schools. And these college coaches are getting paid so much money, just as much or even more as NFL coaches. And they're not receiving anything. That's crazy. So basically, they're wasting their college years where they could be making an income, you know, just being a student athlete, which is really hard. And they have to make a lot of sacrifices to be a student athlete. And it, it just takes up a lot of time. So I was really happy to hear that the National Collegiate Athletic Association Board of Governors decided to make a change. And they decided to make a change because they really felt pressured by the new laws that were being passed in California allowing their, college, their colleges um, to allow athletes to be paid by endorsements. So basically, California was the first state to kind of dip their toes in the water of allowing their student athletes to be compensated and being able to, you know, bring in money and be sponsored and receive endorsements. And the NCAA kind of feel pressured or felt pressured from California and felt like they should make that either either that's not a rule and student athletes cannot be compensated or every single state every single college had to allow their college athletes to be paid through endorsements and things like that i hope that makes sense so they changed the rules so that students could receive third-party endorsements either regarding their sport or from something completely different like social media. So 
from like now and since the beginning of college sports, the beginning of the NCAA, you could not, this is just an example, you could not make any money from a YouTube channel you have or from like a TikTok platform. You couldn't make any, any money from that. And what they're saying is now you can have a YouTube video with a sponsorship and be able to make that money and be able to keep that money, if that makes sense. But it was made super clear that colleges and uni- and us- sorry, <laughs> colleges and universities will at no point be paying their athletes directly. So this money is not coming from the college itself. So Alabama who brings in lots of money from their football team, will not be paying the um, students um, who are on the football team. They won't be paying them a dime. This is basically just saying that other brands and stuff like that can sponsor them. So this is kind of a step in what I believe is the right direction. And it's definitely still not paying athletes and their and the colleges are not losing any money from these new changes. This is basically all it's saying is that they can receive endorsements and sponsorships. And these new changes will be implemented at the start of the 2021-2022 school year. And any change so this is from the NCAA news and media site. So any changes adopted by the divisions must be in concert with the following principles and guidelines. So this is a direct, like word for word from the NCAA media center. So these are the guidelines. So if any school wants to add new rules and change the laws um, regarding student-athlete compensation. It has to follow these guidelines and be in concert agreeing with these principles. So here are the guidelines and principles. So ensuring student-athletes are treated similarly similarly to non-athlete students unless a compelling reason exists to differentiate. Basically meaning... This is just an example. All all students, even if you're an athlete, you need to show up to your classes and you need to get good grades and try. That's the expectation for someone who is just going to college to get a degree, but that also has to be the expectation for someone who is trying to make it to the NFL or NBA or MLB, etc., The next principle is maintaining the priorities of education and the collegiate experience to provide opportunities for student-athlete success. success. Sorry, I really just messed up my words today. Um, But again, that's also really similar to what I was just saying. So they cannot change the guidelines where school and education is not the first priority. School and their education has to come first, before the sport. 
the next guideline. Ensuring rules are transparent, focused, and enforceable, and facilitating fair and balanced competition. Pretty self-explanatory. The next one is making clear the distinction between collegiate and professional opportunities. So, they basically don't want college sports to end up like the professional version. They don't want college football to end up exactly like the NFL, where they're making like the same amount of money and they're working with the same brands and stuff like that. The next one is making clear that compensation for athletics, performance, or participation is impermissible. Next one, reaffirming that student-athletes are students first and not employees of the university. Also self-explanatory. Enhancing principles of diversity, inclusion, and gender equity. Protecting the recruiting environment and prohibiting and and and, do, and why can't I say this word? Inductment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whatever. To s- select and remain at or transfer to a specific institution. That last one you probably didn't get because I'm just really having trouble reading. Not being in school for a very long time, I think, is really affecting my reading. But yeah, those last ones were pretty self explanatory, but basically, these are the NCAA's guidelines for colleges and universities to follow if they want to adopt new rules or things like that. They have to follow these. And to kind of just summarize it, they want all their students, no matter if they're an athlete or not, to be treated the same. They want everyone to be treated fairly, and they want diversity, inclusion, and gender equity, and they want everyone to know that school and their education comes first. So that is it for the changes with the student-athlete compensation. I think these are great changes in allowing athletes to actually start getting compensated for their name and their likeness and their image. Again, there's a lot that could change, but I just feel like this is a step in the right direction and you know, the NCAA is just taking baby steps to get to the end goal, which I'm hoping is for them to be fully compensated, completely able to make money, and even being paid from the school directly. Next one, I'm only going to say this first, and I feel like this is the really, the most touchy one, and yeah, but basically the Washington Redskins name change, and I'm only going to use the name once just because I know it's really touchy right now. I'm just going to refer to it as the Washington NFL team. (laughs) But I just wanted to say that first if anyone hasn't seen. This has been a really, really big thing in the news right now. Nationally, this is, yeah, as you I'm sure all know, there has been a lot with the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, all of that. (laughs) Um, I really don't want to say anything about it because I feel like, I don't know, (laughs) I just don't want to say anything too controversial, if that makes sense. And I know that the Washington NFL team has been under fire for 
other things that you you guys sorry that you guys can look up yourselves but I'm just I'm just going to be touching on their name and logo itself. So owner Daniel Snyder told reporters 7 years ago that he will never change the name. He was so adamant and yeah, he was just so adamant saying I will never change the name. This is respecting um, the Native Americans' history. And yeah, he was so adamant. But of course, with it being 2020 and, you know, all of that stuff, um, a lot of people were being offended or felt offended by the name and the logo. And the owner has been kind of been under some, I, I'm really losing my words today, but a lot of people were trying to get the team to reevaluate the, their name and image. On July 13th, the team started feeling a lot of pressure from their sponsors, um, example FedEx, and FedEx pays them $8 million a year. So they were getting a lot of pressure from the sponsors, like they wanted to drop out from their deals, meaning the team would be losing a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars. So the owner announced that they will retire their name and logo. So basically, it took a lot for the team to really decide to reevaluate their name, and I think this is something that they should have done a very long time ago. So I'm going to read a statement that I screenshotted from the Washington's football team. So on July 13th, we announced, sorry, on July 3rd, we announced the commencement of a thorough review of the team's name. That review has begun in earnest. As part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors, fans, and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward. Today we are announcing we will be retiring the Redskins name and logo upon completion of this review. Dan Snyder and Coach Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of a proud tradition, rich franchise, sorry, rich franchise, and inspire our sponsors, fans, and communities for the next 100 years. So that was a statement from the Washington's football team. Now, there's no for sure date on when there's going, the new name will be announced, but I came across some like name options, um, and some of them are Braves, Hogs, Red Hawks, Senators, Generals, Warriors, and Red Tails. So those are just a couple, but some of them are pretty much a no-go because there could be some inappropriate or not politically correct connotations and some of the meanings could potentially be offensive. So some of those will not be used at all. But those are just some of the potential options. But um, you might have heard this, but Madden just announced that it will be removing the Washington's logo for Madden 21. So they will just be using a generic logo and um, figure out a name for it. 
So yeah, I think that's about it. I really don't want to get into too much because I know it's kind of touchy, but I just wanted to say that the Washington's football team is finally making a change and is realizing that the name is no longer appropriate, never really was appropriate, and that it's offensive and they're it definitely needs to be reevaluated. So, on to the last topic. I'm trying to make this episode a bit shorter because I know they've been pretty long lately. So, the last one is how the pandemic has had an impact on sports. So, I did a whole episode going in depth on pretty much all the sports, but nothing major has really changed. But I know I never really talked about the NFL and that episode because the NFL was just going along like everything was normal. Over a hundred, over like a hundred days ago, the NFL's executive vice president said, and this is quoted, all of our focus has been on a normal traditional season starting on time, playing in front of fans in our regular stadiums and going through a full 16 game regular season and a full set of playoffs. That's our focus. So when this pandemic started, the NFL was really adamant that nothing will change and that they're going to do everything they can to have it stay the same. Now, the NFL was one of the only sports, or football was one of the only sports that wasn't directly impacted by the coronavirus. It was one of the only sports that didn't have to cancel anything or put anything on pause. So they kind of dodged that since it was off season for them. But now the NFL is having to kind of also do some reevaluation. And what's interesting is as of July 10th, 72 NFL players have tested positive for coronavirus. And what's interesting about that is that's not everyone who has been tested. You know, some people haven't been tested and might have already had it. So that's about 2.8 or so percent of the NFL players who have had coronavirus. And there are going to be changes, definitely, especially with coronavirus becoming even more of an issue and kind of having a second wave in some states. So Facilities will now be implementing new guidelines. Here are just some of the new guidelines. Like wearing masks, staying six feet apart, only having practice at and camps at their facility. Also, these are what the NFL is going to be implementing for the what we assume and hope to be their regular season. So when they're traveling, teams can spend the night at a team-sponsored hotels or they can stay at their own house. Also, if someone tests positive for um, COVID, they will use um, contact tracing and everyone working with the team and the team itself will be required to wear a tracking device to make it even easier. Also, there are now only two preseason games, one being a home game and the other being um, like a traveling somewhere else. Also, media conferences and interviews will be done all online. Now, those are only 
a few of the new changes. But as of now, things are really hoping to, you know, be the same. Other than, like, of course no fans. And other little changes. But other than that, they're hoping for a normal regular season and playoffs. So, that's about it for the NFL and kind of just the update on how the pandemic has been impacting sports as a whole. So really not much there. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. My computer is starting to, like the fan is starting to go on. And I think my computer is just extremely tired of me constantly recording episodes on it. I think it takes a lot of my computer or something. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow the podcast um, at on underscore line underscore Addison on Instagram and share it with all of your friends and family. I really appreciate it and I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye guys!